What's up, guys? This is the very first episode of Mr. Griffiths On Air. And you know, when I first started this, I announced it 60 days ago. So two months ago, I announced that I was going to start a podcast. And my inbox was flooded. My DMs were flooded with TikTokers, YouTubers that wanted to be on this podcast. But I knew that this would be a very special moment for me and my younger brother. So without further ado, guys, I want to welcome my younger brother, Byron Griffiths. Man, I appreciate you being here. It's an honor. Dude, so just take me back to when, so be, that little do you guys know, I never did mention to him that I wanted him to be the first guest on this podcast. So when you got here and landed in Colorado and I said, hey man, we're going to do a podcast come Thursday, what what went through your head? Oh, nerves. Um I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, gosh, I, don't, I wasn't even prepared for it. So you guys don't know this, but this man is never in front of the camera. He's a simple blue collar worker and he never wants to talk about himself. So having him on the podcast, I knew it would be hard. So I had to keep it a secret for a little bit, but we finally got him on here and I'm just super excited to showcase his story because really everything that I do, everything that I've been through and really the person that got me to where I'm at today, he's a lot of it and he's He's been someone not only that I count on to have my back in times of need through the troubles, trials, and situations that I've been through, but honestly, just have somebody to talk to. And genuinely, not only as a brother, but my best friend, it's someone that I've always been able to rely on. And dude, I have something cool for you. So we have, so before we do this, this dude is a diehard Dr. Pepper lover, but we're going to actually do it with Mountain Dew today if we can. But I have this. It's called uh, Draft Top, and it actually takes the top off of these cans, and we're going to see how good it works, and we'll be able to chug them out and do if you want to. Let's do it. So, so what we do is you put this at the top of your can yep. and do it clockwise. You'll hear the little twist. Keep turning, and it's supposed to just pop right off the top. We'll see how good it works. Hold that portion. Looky there. Here you go. You can have the first one. Hang on one second. Show the camera too. That dude, that is that is pretty legit. This has a this just takes the top right off of it. If you guys haven't seen or heard of draft draft top, I would highly recommend going and checking checking them out. Yeah, it's something that's not gonna cut your cut your mouth. You know, when I first done this, I thought, man, if I slip or like really take a drink of this, that it might. No, that ain't Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and little do you guys know, we've been at Estes Park all day today, uh, trying to hunt down some elk, and we actually got <laughs> really close, a little bit closer than um, we anticipated. Uh, cheers. We got a little bit closer than we anticipated. We'll try to show the clip to yeah. get it in here, but we probably got, I would say what? 15, 20 foot. <laughs> We're closer. 15 Close to 20. Close enough where I, I could flinch and run. Yeah, so I had him with the camera behind me. And, you know, most of these elk in Estes Park are pretty used to people, but we got a little bit too close yeah, where to us. <laughs> I, don't they, think I don't think they was used to that close they definitely wasn't anticipating us to be that close and in reality you know i was really wanting to get so close where 
I could pet it or get in within reaching distance. And I found out real quick. Uh, I think at one, <laughs> I think at one point I was hiding behind a tree, and then we had people off in the distance watching us, just shaking their heads. They knew that we were probably going to get charged at, but we were willing to try it, and I think it was fun. I mean, at least it was a good view, and we were able to see a lot. Yeah, and um, not only one, mm-hmm. seen two, and then the next or this morning, we've seen a littler one. Yeah, and then we had. Um, the whole family there, you know, you had the the mom, all the babies, and everything going into the water. So, from the views from where we went today in Estes Park, what would you say the comparison wherever you've been in the world, as far as view-wise, was something that you've seen today as far as mountains or anything? I think it was the mountains. I mean, as far as, you know, I've... I've been to South Dakota and stuff and seen those mountains, but these was huge. Mm-hmm. And, like, the snow up on top. And and that's what I like about it right now. Um, this video it will be launched, but right now it's probably at least, what, 50 degrees? Yeah. So it wasn't too cold. It wasn't too bad. And there was still snow on the top of the peaks of the mountains, but it was sunny enough for the kids to be able to go and play and still have fun. And it was They had a blast. Yeah, they, it was pretty enjoyable, enjoyable. So take me back. I know you said you went to South Dakota. Um, wh- what did you do in South Dakota? Uh, we went for the Sturgis Rally in um, 2021. 2021 so little do you guys know we're about ready to talk about our sober journey it actually took place back in 2020 after i got back from my deployment and him and i both uh, went sober for 365 days and i didn't ask him to go sober but i had all intentions and hopes that he would but i got back from my deployment in 2020 and we were at a new year's eve party Mm -hmm. and everybody was going around the room uh, saying their New Year's resolution, and I was just like, you know what? It came to me, and I was just like, and er- at this point, you and I both was yeah. pr- <laughs> pretty gone. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to go sober for 365 days. I don't know what made me say it um, or what made me want to do it, but I just had I I felt it in my heart that I wanted to do it, knowing that he was close by. Because you guys don't know, but. Everywhere that I've been, every party, every drinking event, he's always been there. So I kind of took it upon myself seeing after I got back from that, that deployment on, I don't know, how. let's just be honest. How how much do you think you were drinking while I was gone? Um, honestly, probably a 12-pack a day. I mean, that's running into two or three cases a week. I mean, Yeah, and... I didn't know that he was drinking that much. You know, it started at an early age for both of us. And I think me kind of being that older brother and was seeking the party life and wanting to have fun and be wild. He just kind of followed in those footsteps. And at the time, you know, I I really thought it was kind of cool having a younger brother there, always looking up to me, doing the stuff that I was doing, but not realizing that I had a bad influence on him at a very young age. And it really never hit me until I got back from that deployment and my mother and I was talking and she was just like, you know, I think Byron is really struggling right now. I think he has an alcohol problem and nobody likes to admit. So I just want to know from your perspective, did you think you had a problem or was it just something that it kind of went day by day and you thought it was kind of a norm? Like a norm because, you know, I. I'd have bad days. I'd come home, and that's what I'd look for in the fridge, and that's what would fix my problems. But 
But at the end, it never did fix the problems. Yeah, and and I think that's where the problem is. You know, we yeah. get into this mindset on some of the stuff that we do. Even for me, you know, in college when I was going to these parties and really heavily drinking, I thought it was just normal. You know, I seen everybody doing it at a young age. Yeah, I seen everybody doing it, and I started at a young age, and I really didn't think it was a problem until I got older. And then just being completely transparent, when I seen you at the New Year's Eve party and us both drinking, yeah, it was fun. I just now got back, but in reality, I was like, man, he's he's actually drinking quite a bit. And it uh, threw me off, too, because by what you said, as he was going sober, he was going to try to go sober. Because my response when it came to me I was going to see how much alcohol I could drink that year. Right. So it's That's just threw me off. Yeah. So it's just weird. The reverse psychology that yeah. we had in it, in my mind, I really don't know why I said it, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go sober for 365 days. And when I said this, it was in a room full of people and everybody heard it. And this was kind of when my social media started taking place, mm-hmm. you know, um, I got back from my deployment and I started struggling with uh, PTSD. I was struggling with depression, anxiety. So I was kind of leaning towards a coping mechanism of having an out, which at that time was alcohol. Him and I both was having fun, living it up, you know. Uh, And then when I said I was going to go sober for a whole year, it kind of shook everybody like there's no way it's going to happen. Yeah, I had no no belief. And, And not only did I... Not or not only did I want him to go sober with me, I never asked him. And I think that's the cool part um, within the whole story and the whole journey that we shared is I never did have to convince you to go sober. It was probably what, 10? It was about 10 days a week, a little over a week. But um, I think that's what drove me to that point because mm-hmm. we're always challenging each other. Yeah. If you get something, I'll get it and we'll battle it out and challenge. And I was like... He's going sober for 365 days. I can do that. That's easy. Yeah. In reality, knowing, well, you know, I'm drinking every day, so it ain't going to be easy. Yeah. But um, I was like, I can do that. So little did I know, 10 days later, I grabbed 30-pack out of the fridge and poured it down the sink and said, ain't ain't nothing else going back in there. Yeah. And when when he sent me that video, you know, I'm 10 days sober at this point. And I and when I say I was drinking heavily, I I was drinking heavily probably for that month, right. but I I hadn't drunk um, or was drinking as nearly as much as as he was. You know, uh, I was just kind of casually drinking with outings, dinners, and stuff like that. Nothing like an everyday thing. But as soon as he sent me that video, and it was a full thirty pack that he had just now bought and was pouring it down the drain, I really didn't know how to respond because. I was overjoyed and excited yeah. that, but he, he won, even when he sent me that video, he didn't say, hey, I'm going sober for 365 days with you. He just yeah. poured it out and sent it to me. And then I, and then a couple of days later, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, you know, I'm now two days sober. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean yeah, two days sober? No reason to tell you, but um, I was like, I can do that. So yeah. see, this is the thing with him. He will never talk good on his actions or the stuff that he's accomplished. He's super humble, works from the sun up to sundown, but this is one gentleman that I've always been able to count on that I know whether I'm 20 hours away, 6,000 miles away, if I ever need somebody, I always have him to count on. And I think that's why this journey for us was so important and so amazing because we done it together and not only together, but we had 
hard days where we both struggled. Mm. Talk about some of your experiences, how you struggled, or what was something that was a, a wall that you had to overcome? Really, like, coming home, bad days um, at work or, you know, something happening in the family or whatever the case may be, but um, not going and having that to drink, you know, and yeah. um, covering that, having them feelings going away with alcohol. Right. And that was just... That was that's hard, and <laughs> very hard. Th- this is funny. So him and I, like he says, always been super competitive. So we ran cross country together. We uh, wrestled together. Wrestling. So when I came back from my deployment and I I realized that he was really heavily drinking, I noticed that you were probably he. We both are pretty small builds, but I think in high school we both wrestled under one forty, oh, okay. one hundred and forty pounds. When I got back from my deployment, you were about 40 pounds heavier than, <laughs> than I was. Yeah. So what... That's another thing, too. Yeah. Tell, talk to me about how it changed when you went to go sober. Because now, I mean, you're, you're fitting back into <laughs> yeah, shape like you were in high school. So, so talk to me about how your body changed in just a matter of a year. Oh, all that water weight was crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I had to size all my clothes up and everything. Yeah. And then, um, so I we go sober or whatever and... Yeah, went back to my normal clothes. And it, wow. And it's crazy to for me to see you because when I came back, I mean, one, I, I see your appearance is different, yeah. but then when I seen your shirt off, I was like, yeah. Oh wow, he's he's gained some <laughs> he weight. That beer gut on him. He yeah. does have a beer gut on him. But then honestly, after that whole year, like yeah. I slowly seen and and you really wasn't doing nothing much more than your normal just work schedule. You was yeah. just working and stuff. So it kind of just fell off by itself almost. We'll fall. <laughs> <laughs> so how how much better do you feel now? Oh, I feel amazing. Yeah. So I mean, ta- we just went yeah. to the mountains and hiked, you know. I mean, right. <laughs> back, if I was in that body shape, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So talk to me a little bit about the experience. I know you said you went to South Dakota in 2021. So this is a post year that we was sober. So in 2021, we went sober, and then he went to Sturgis um tell talk to me a little bit what for the people that don't know what is sturgis and what does it consist of a big bike rally that's been going on for years um just a really a bunch of bikers that get together in south dakota at a sturgis rally and party drink you know and all that and um i went in 2021 with my boss and a couple buddies and you know i had a lot of people ask me are you gonna when you get out there you drinking and all this and i was like no i said in hopes i don't you know Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, I work with a bunch of amazing guys, and we went out there together, and there was no pressure or whatever else. But um, it's all around you. Right. So, um, but yeah, I've done Sturgis in uh, 2021 uh, sober. So so would you say, what would you say your mindset had to be like um, going into that atmosphere, knowing that you were on this sober journey and being involved or like it all around you did you did you think it hindered you on the way that you were thinking like oh i i have the urge right now to do or did you have the mindset like oh this is super easy because i've already been sober for a whole year right well uh certain times you know like i said bad days is where you really struggle at but um i don't know uh i would i'd try to challenge myself in a way you know if somebody'd say hey you want this drink i'd be like no and then that was me beating that part. So right. once I beat that part, then I'm good. Yeah. And um, I just never fell off of that. 
I think for me, some of my hardest days, you know, and little do you guys know, we live 20 hours apart right now. Um, he's still back in Kentucky and I'm in Colorado. So some of the days that was my darkest times and, and my struggles, you know, um, I had to rely on him to be that backbone because there was definitely a lot of times where he relied on me. And I think that friendship and that brotherhood and being able to be transparent and be honest, because it wasn't an easy journey for either one of us, you know, like even from me, from a military standpoint, I have friends that are in the service. I have fallen um, soldiers that they, they celebrate each and every year. And there's a lot of events and occasions that go on where you just kind of do it for other people and just casually sit down and drink. So I ha- I definitely had those hard times as well, well where I relied on him. And I think our mindset going into it after we were, what, probably 30 or 60 days, yeah. like, hey, this is something that I know we both can accomplish now. At what point do you think that you beat it as in far as days, months, or whatever else? <clears throat> I think... Because I did get to that point. You know, yeah. After so long, you get to that point that you beat it, but those bad days still come, but... Yeah, you know, I think the first time when I was able to, I don't know how many days we were in, but I think the first day where I was able to be honest with you and say, hey, I'm struggling today and I want to drink, what should I do? You want to just call it quits, just call it even. We're six months, four months, five months deep. We've done enough, but let's just call it quits. But it was the phone call that we had that we shared where you were like, no, not today. Yeah. We can we can quit tomorrow, yeah. but today, if you're struggling, we have to go one more day. And if we're still struggling tomorrow, then we can go one more day after that. But the only thing is we won't quit today because we're not going to dive in to that mindset of we've done enough. So we set out that goal to go for a whole year, and it was literally beating it day by day. Just one more day, just one more night, just yeah. one more time where we have to say no until we get to that point where we feel like we've been a we've done enough to accomplish what we had set out to do and i think it was that factor for me where i got that phone call because you know i was kind of i didn't want to be honest with you at first like hey man i'm i'm struggling i i kind of want to just call you up and be honest and say hey let's let's go back and and cheers and just have one on day two right you know as soon as i poured them out i'm like oh man this is gonna be it this is a challenge and until this day, that was my hardest challenge, just mm-hmm. getting over addiction. So, with with that, for anyone that's listening, what would you, what advice would you give to others to overcome a similar situation? It doesn't have to really pertain to alcohol. It could be alcohol, drugs, any type of addiction. What would you say is the key to success when it comes to overcoming something that you're really, I guess, addicted to? You know. I always just tried to beat my brain, you know, as mm-hmm. far as challenge that mm-hmm. and uh, try to find, keep myself busy, yeah. um, find a hobby. I found a hobby and that's riding Harleys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I get on it, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm free and all of them go away. So, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because uh, during this time as well, I picked up golfing yep. and it was just something. And I, and I think finding that hobby or finding yep. something outside you find something that keeps your mind busy and you know i say this throughout my platforms all the time just because you have families or friends or loved ones that support you then they really aren't the ones that you can always rely on yeah, to well, give you the the best advice you know i have people that are in my family or my friend group or my circle that when it comes to certain struggles that i have i just simply cannot go to them because i know in their best interest they're just wanting to 
say or tell me the better right. good, but in some <laughs> in some instances, it isn't the best advice. So, no. so the advice that you would give, I guess, for somebody would just be to try to stay consistent, yes. find a hobby, and I think for me as well, you know, and challenge yourself. You got to challenge yourself because if you don't, I mean. Yeah, and I and I think that's the biggest thing is just realizing that one there is a problem, and I yes. and I think like you were saying, you know, you thought it was a norm. I think yeah. realizing that you have a problem is is the is the biggest step. It's just realizing like, hey, none of us are perfect, and I realize that, and we all struggle, and even going through it, go being on that journey, we struggled within that journey. It was it was tough. Um, in different aspects for both of us, but we were able to come together. And I would say from my point of view, my key to success is having someone alongside you that you can really trust and be honest. Because if I would have came to him during that phone call and he, and he would have been like, hey, you're right. It's been six months. Let's just call it quits. High five. We, we've done enough. I would have felt like the next day that I had been defeated. Right. But it gave me that motivation from you is, hey, we have one more day, 24 it's hours. Good. It's good to have somebody to challenge you like that, too. And I think that's what really helped, too. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you just got to challenge yourself. because. And I say, and I think really just being consistent and yes. knowing that you have what it takes because everybody that's going through something, everybody that's been through something, anybody that's dealt dealt with an addiction or a mental illness, you have conquered and beat every situation, every trouble, every trial that you've encountered up to this point. You have what it takes, but you have to believe that. And you have to believe in yourself because you are enough to overcome and be strong enough to battle anything that you're faced against. And obviously having somebody alongside you is definitely a help, but you alone are enough. So let's close it out. I just want to say, man, I appreciate each and every thing that you do for me, for me, you know, especially support me and being the first guest on this podcast. It's it's so surreal because we'll look back on this five years from now, 10 years from now. And no matter who I interview from this point on is just a humbling experience to be able to say that my first episode was with my brother. So, man, I love you. you. I appreciate everything that you've done. Yeah always having my back guys stay tuned for episode two